Blog Talk Radio. Amen, amen. Welcome to the Royal Blues Radio Podcast on Chaos Blog Talk Radio. I don't know who we got on other than my wife. I don't know if any of my kids are on, uh, which we should have them on, but tonight may be a little different. Um, The time kind of snuck up on us tonight, so we will probably be freestyling on uh, probably a health subject or not. Uh, But anyway, I want to thank God for this moment, thank God for this opportunity, and first of all, thank God for waking us up this morning, uh, because he didn't have to do it, but he decided to do it anyway. And Lord, I thank you for just waking me up, waking my wife up, my kids up this morning. I didn't get any bad news today uh, that none of my family didn't wake up this morning. Lord, I'm thankful for that. Um, I want to thank Elder Oliver for the platform uh, him and his wife provides, Chaos Block Talk Radio. I thank you, sir, that you are obedient to keeping this platform, and may God continue, as I always say, continue to open up your platform for others to be on and to share the word of God or good things in life that will help uh, others get on the way uh, in their walk in life. And Elder Oliver, I thank you. Uh, I think my wife is on. Ricky, are you on? I am. I'm here, man. Okay. I just had to so, I don't know. I don't think any of my kids are on. So, uh, Rick, if you'll pray us in, please. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for another opportunity, Lord God, to spread the good news, which is the word of God, and our experiences and what we're going through, what we went through, what we're going to be going through in the future. Lord God, let this uh, message or this um, this word that's been spoken on tonight um, help somebody to do better, not just spiritually and mentally and physically, Lord God, but just put it all together and just be a, a better people as a, as a whole, Lord God. And we just want to say thank you in advance for this segment, Lord God, in Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 So I want to. I want to start off by um, letting God know how grateful I am. Um, I wasn't going to speak about it, but I am. Um, all it is is, is a testimony. Um, so last year, January 15th, last year, 2023, January 15th, I had surgery. I had bypass surgery on my left leg. Um, How I got to that surgery was uh, was a Friday evening. I came home from Griffin. We were down there helping them with the um, tornado that went through. 
But all that heat in my, my left leg, lower leg was hurting and hurting. And uh, I finally made it home that evening. I don't know if it was 6 or 7, 8 o'clock, I'm not sure. And my wife got my house shoes for me. I put those on, sat downstairs for a little bit, me and my wife, and uh, I got tired, started heading up the stairs to get ready to go, you know, lay down. And uh, when I got to the top of the stairs, I didn't know that my on my left foot that my house shoe came off. I didn't know until I got upstairs and looked down. And that's how it was getting numb. And make me feel weird. And all kind of things passed through my mind at that time when I looked down and saw my bare foot. And I've never told my wife what I felt. I've never told her what I thought about or nothing like that. I just, I can't recall if she got the shoe for me or if I got it myself. I can't recall. But that's not important. What's important is that that was a Friday evening, and, you know, me being me and men being men, I think I went to the doctor Monday instead of immediately going, you know, Friday. When I got to the doctor, they did the, uh, what do you call it, the MRI, uh, the mobile MRI where they, you know, just like a, a, a no, what is it? It's called something else. Like when a lady's having a baby or ultrasound. They did an ultrasound on my leg. And the, the lady was just using that little wand thing, you know, with all that slippery goo on your leg and all that. She was doing it and doing it and doing it. And all of a sudden, she put the wand down and she left the room. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? And I found out that she saw a clock, but she didn't say nothing. She just left the room. And the doctor came in and talked to me and told me that I'm dropping everything on my schedule and you finna go into surgery right now. I was like, okay, uh, what's wrong? Uh, well, you got a blood clot. Um, right below your knee, right on the inside of your calf muscle. I was like, okay. So I still wasn't, I wasn't scared. Um, I kind of thought, and I'm saying it kind of delicately, I kind of thought I was in the right place for this to happen. But he said, I'm, I'm dropping everything on my schedule, and I'm taking you in right now. So the situation was that if we don't do this now, you can either lose your leg or it travels immediately to your heart. So I went through that. They cut my calf muscle totally in half and laid it apart, filleted. They opened it wide open. They put a little piece in my leg to replace that artery. 
And after surgery, the doctor came and saw me, the surgeon came and saw me. He said, this is going to be the most pain in your life you will ever experience. And he was true. It was true. And the pain that I felt after surgery, I would not even wish on to be on the devil. Stayed in the hospital, I think, six days after that. But the thing about it is that I was in the right place at the right time. I got there in time. Had I been, had the pain over the weekend prior to the operation had went away, had the symptoms went away, had the swelling went away, had the numbness went away, I probably wouldn't have went to the hospital. And based on what the doctor said, if I hadn't got there when I got there, I may have lost my leg or it went to my heart where I may have not made it in life. So um, I have never been sick in my 62 years of living like that in my life. I've never been on medications, steady medications in my life until now, you know, since that surgery. Never. Clean bill of health. Every time I went to the doctor, every time I had a physical, every time I got checked out. Now, I'm on some blood thinners because of the surgery. Right? Then on, and I... I and since January 15th of the surgery, my leg had been swollen below the knee, gotten huge, gotten to a point where it hurts, and then it got better and better and better until now where it still has some swelling, and it still hurts sometimes because of that. That was January 15th, 2023. In the same year, of 2023 on May 28th, my wife's birthday. She went camping with the with the with the kids and grandkids at Stone Mountain. I didn't. I don't care for you know camping anymore. I did 10 years in the army where I was in woods too much as it was. But they were down the road, down the street at Stone Mountain, May 28th of her birthday. That night of her birthday. I was, uh, I think, on Facebook on my phone, and my phone fell out of my hand, my right hand. I didn't think nothing of it. Picked it back up, kept, you know, scrolling through Facebook. Um, I think that was about 1030 that night, May 28, 2023. So... A few minutes later, I went on, came, you know, went on upstairs and got ready for bed. And on May 24th, May 29th, I woke up that morning. And you know how you wake up, you go to rub your face or whatever. When I woke up May 29th that morning of 2023, I went to rub my face, 
and my hand kept coming and it slapped me in my face. And it made me immediately think about the night before. And the first thing I did when I woke up, I hit myself in the face. I came downstairs and got a piece of paper and a pen and I tried to write my wife's name and I couldn't. And I kind of put together that I may have had a stroke. I was devastated. I was blown away. I was messed up. I was the attitude of why me? And I immediately started thinking of all the years I've been living, nothing has ever happened to me. I had to get out of that mindset. I called my wife. They were still at Stone Mountain Park, and I told her what I thought happened. She wanted to call an ambulance, and I said, no, I'm good. I'm all right. You know how men are. I'm all right. I'm good. I'm whatever. But she called my oldest son. He came over, took me to the hospital, and it was confirmed that I had a small stroke. And I don't care how much you love God. I don't care how much faith you have. I don't care what you got going on in your life. When something physically happens to you, a lot of things run through your mind. A lot of things. And I can admit to this day that my wife and my kids Thank you, Jesus. My wife, my kids, my grandkids was steadily going back and forth from my mom. And not knowing if I'm going to see them again, hear their voice again. I didn't think of possessions. I didn't think of money. I thought about my family. They ran me through all these tests. You know what's remarkable? Is that while I'm on the gurney, on the little thing they roll you around on in the hospital, they took me down to the basement to this I don't know what this doctor was called, um, but she specialized in um, strokes and heart attacks and stuff like that. And she ran me through all these tests. And granted, it happened the night before at about 1030. The next morning I was at the hospital. And she had me to touch my nose. She had me to look left, right, up, down, whatever. Um, she had me to do certain motions with my hands, my right hand, because it happened on my right side. She had me to move that side and do this, that, and the other. And I passed every last one of them. So the functionality of my arm, my right arm, was intact. I was able to do that. They ran all these tests. All the tests confirmed I had a stroke. 
also got comments from some of the doctors of almost saying you blessed, almost saying that you're lucky. But I think I am blessed. I know I'm blessed. And I thank God for waking me up from something, getting my attention on something. And understanding that he's real. And he can do everything he say he can do. He can keep you. He can show you that life is precious. He can show you what's important. And I'm not saying that I took for granted my family, my kids or my grandkids. But as as the grind of life goes on every day, it's not every day that you think about your family or your kids or your grandkids. It's always an assumption that everything is all right. It's always an assumption that everything's okay. In fact, it's every day you ought to check on your family. Every day you ought to see if somebody in your family needs something that's in your ability to do. I'm not saying that's why God allowed that to happen to me. Even today, I still got some some issues going on. I got medications that I take to prevent stroke and all this other junk and all that. Uh, I'm not completely out of the water yet, but I'm above water. I'm not treading water anymore. I'm above the water floating, but I'm still in the water. I'm still in the water. I'm just floating on my own. I'm not treading water. I'm not struggling in the water. But I am still in the water. Lord God, I thank you for whatever state I find myself in to be there with content. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. So I said that to say this. Life truly is precious. Family is precious. The moments of each day is precious. And at any moment, it could be taken from you. At any moment, God can wake you up. At any moment, if you have some kind of faith, use it in those moments. Never give up. Keep God first. Keep God first. You got anything, Ricky? How does thank God for you and sparing you and giving us another chance to be together and raise these kids? Um so many times we take life for granted and the people around us and like you said, I always assume you know, just assuming 
things are okay. And I just thank God for just pushing. And I speak to any woman that's out there. You know, if you know your husband, you know, will not go to the doctor or to the hospital. I actually called 911, and they hung up on me. <laughs> and he told me if, if I called back, he wasn't going to go. That's when he had the stroke. We were on our way. And what makes it so, God is so strategic. I'm in the, um, I'm outside, please. I didn't want our phone to start whistling. Um, what made, God is so strategic. It, it, we we were all camping that night. And this is why you have to stay prayed up and always keep your heart right so God can speak, you know, when it's time, when times like this come. That night, we had projectors out there. We had icy machines out there. I mean, we um, games, tug of wars, um, the big ropes, um, the toss to cross games. We 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 had a lot of stuff out there at the campground, and, and we were intense. The only thing that was up that night, God had spoke to me that night, the night before to put everything up, pack everything up, pack everything up, the, um, um, the projector, we we packed everything up except for the breakfast the next morning and the tent. So it didn't take us no, no more than 30 minutes to just take down the tent. I don't even think we folded the tent. I think we just bought it up and put it in. Um, I think it was like a six-person tent. We had like two, two, two or Two or three. No, we had two tents. We packed them up, and and when I say God is so amazing, my husband he left out a little part. He called me twice. He called me like six in the morning, that morning, and he was like, "What you doing? You sleep?" I'm like, "Yeah, we're asleep." And he waited till around eight something. It was a little bit after eight. He called again and asked me, "Was I asleep?" I'm like, what's going on, sweetie? I know my husband. He's not just going to. One thing about my husband, if he knows that I'm having fun or I'll, I don't care how late it is, it could be 2 o'clock in the morning. He is not going to keep calling my phone. He'll call me one time to make sure I'm okay. He's not going to keep calling me and bugging me. That's just how he's always been. He'll, he will call me, you know, once, but he called me twice within two hours. And never told me once what happened. But I asked him, I'm like, what what think I had a stroke? Last night. This is what he said, I think I had a stroke last night. Well, I said, Tink, last night. I said, You just not calling me? I said, I'm on my way. He said, No, 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 don't call I'm okay. I said, Boy, I'm on my way. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna call nine one one. He said, Don't call. If you call I'm not going. So I called Anyway, and they hung up, and they, did, they didn't even call back. So he said, Rick, if you call back, I'm not going. So I said, okay, I'm on my way. I said, um, I called my son. I told my son to get out there, and I'll meet you guys at the hospital. So um, I told the girls, you know, what happened. We packed everything up. By the time I got there, they was wheeling him down the hall. And I've never seen my husband that scared. 
this is with the stroke. And I saw it. And I got the plan. And I'm going to tell you something. If y'all don't know how to pray, just call on Jesus. Call on Jesus. I don't know what I pray. I know, I'll call on Jesus. Tell you. It works. And my husband will tell you that the next mo- the next morning, uh, I think it was the next day, or maybe later on when they finally got him in the room. Whatever, I don't even know how long it took him to get him in the room. But when they got him in that room, and my husband will tell you, I walked around that room, didn't care who heard me praying out loud. And I walked that room, and I walked that room, and I walked that room, and I walked it. And prayed out loud. And I, they probably thought I was crazy. I did not care. Seems you're going to have to take it by force. Take it by force. Okay? And when I tell you, by the time I finish with them doctors and telling them what they wasn't going to do to my husband and what he was going to do, and he was going to live and not die. And all these insulin shots and all this. No, he's not doing all that. I went and got him some home remedies from the house, came back and asked the doctor, is this okay to give my husband? And I'm not saying for y'all not to do what the doctor said. That's not what I'm doing. I'm talking about my faith right now. If you, If your faith is not strong enough, don't do it. But I know my God. I went home, got what I needed, brought it back, and asked the doctor, was it okay for my husband to get it? Come down. He said it was okay. They did. Did your number come down? Yeah. Yeah, God they did. everything on this earth. Everything. If you have to take the medicine until you get until you, that he's still taking medicine. Don't get me wrong. I don't knock medicine. Because I'm going to get to myself if we have time. What time is it? I'm going to get to myself in medicine if we get have time. Because I have a, a scare right now. I do I do, I do, do want to say this, though. Out of my 62 years of living, I've never been on medication. Right. Ever. No high mm-hmm. blood pressure, no high cholesterol, no nothing. Nothing. But that stroke... Elevated my levels for some reason. Uh, where they thought I had always been on high blood pressure medicine, or cholesterol medicine, or sugar medicine. They thought I had always been on that, and I had to keep telling them that I was never on, never had high levels. In the six days that I was in the hospital, two times a day. A lady came in there to give me an insulin shot that I would not take. And all I did was drunk, I drunk water for those six days, nothing but water. I may have had one cup of coffee. And that water and what my wife had given me brought all those levels down. But they were still intent on giving me insulin shots that I would not take. So 
I just wanted to add that. And I also told him they were bringing him pancakes, bacon, sausage, hamburgers. I mean, a regular diet. Well, that, that's that's what I was ordering too. Well, even if you was ordering, it should have been on your record that you shouldn't even have it. But my thing was this: like I told the nurse, if they were so gun hole on a diet and instead of that insulin shot, you wouldn't need the insulin shot. So what I tell you, if you have to eat that, if you have to eat that hamburger, take one of the breads off. Take one of the breads off, and I'm gonna just you don't you don't have to you know go cold turkey on anything. Just do it in moderation. But all of them pancakes and stuff, the orange juice, eat your fruit. Just drink the water. Don't drink no juice. Don't drink none of that. Drink straight water. Don't give. Don't eat. It, 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 I brought food up there to him to eat. We have to change. Our bodies is a temple. We have to take care of this body. How can we witness and how can we do God's will, you know, if we broke down, can't walk, if we can't breathe, if we can't even walk to the mailbox and back? My doctor been asking me for nine years, Ricky, just give me 30 minutes a, a, a day. It took nine years until this health care that I have with my blood pressure now. Came out of nowhere, just been spiking. Hair shedding. I just took a, uh, 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 my husband's shaver, um, razor and just cut it all off. Just, just, cut, just cut it off. Just all over. But we have to take care of ourselves. I don't know if it's for me. I don't know when I'm stressed. I, I still don't know to this day when I'm stressed. I could be worrying about my husband and his health, and that's why my blood pressure going. I don't know. But one thing I do know. And I'm, I'm, I'm letting go a lot of this stuff that I have um, as far as uh, responsibility with my job. I'm very overprotective of whoever and whatever I'm doing. I'm letting go and letting God. If he can't protect them, then guess what? They just won't be protected because I have to take care of myself and my health and my husband. I, I have to. Um, I was, um, what was uh, the, the big, I think it was like the middle of January. I went to the doctor for my physical, and everything came back. Um, there was, some, um, I guess, she was surprised. This is a new doctor I have. My doctor um, retired when um, the virus hit, um, but the the judgment came, and this is a lot of things that when they judge, they judge my husband as well when they see him. Oh, you have high blood pressure. I mean, how can you look at somebody and tell them they have high blood pressure or diabetes? They've been telling him walking in the, in the doctor's office for years. Oh, you have diabetes and blood. No, no, he don't. How do how do we know he don't? Because I prick his finger, I check his blood, I t- um, check his um, his blood pressure and his sugar. His most of the time is better than mine, and that was before his stroke. So when I go to the when I went to the doctor, evidently they didn't read the chart because my chart um, when they um, you know how they take the blood and they you go back in and you um, go over the, the readings with your doctor. But um, 
I talked to the nurse. No, I saw another doctor. I'm sorry. My doctor was busy, so I saw another uh, um, another another doctor. And we went over. Um, um, my blood pressure was up that day, and it wouldn't come down. It kept going up. They kept telling me to relax and, you know, breathe and, you know, close your eyes, think of something happy. How can you didn't take my blood pressure? That's all I'm thinking about is my blood pressure now. And a lot of times they say, what is it, white coat syndrome? When you go to the doctor, your blood pressure go up. I know I didn't have blood pressure, have blood pressure because I take mine all day, every day. So they take my blood pressure. It keeps going up, keep going up, keep going up. So they told me they wanted me to come back. So my doctor see that I came to the doctor and saw the results. So now she wants she put me on high blood pressure medicine without even talking to me or saying anything. Just put me on the medicine. So I went. I told her I wanted to speak to her. Went back to the doctor. Let her know that I was not going to take the medicine because she takes that off the um off of my chart. And is there any way that we can, you know, find out what can I do to stay off the medicine? Because when they try to put me on diabetes medicine years ago, I asked the same question. You have to ask these doctor questions. Don't just let them put you on medicine and without. This is the question I asked when they were putting me on diabetes medicine years ago. She knew I wasn't going to take the medicine. I said, what can I do to kid you not? God is my witness. She said, since you asked, she can send me to a diabetes prevention class. And that's what she did. My A1C dropped all the way down to 5.8. Okay? This was a, a, some years ago. Okay, fast forward. I asked the same, uh, another doctor, my new doctor, the same thing. How can I stay off this medicine? Well, what are you doing to, to, to stay off? I told her that I was, you know, I started exercising, trying to, I was trying to start doing it every day, but I'm not doing it every day. I was, doing, you know, trying to do 30 minutes a day, and um, I cut back on um, my coffee. And she said, okay, well, if you don't want to take the medicine, then okay. And that was it. I said, ma'am. What about can you put me on a blood pressure machine and send me home and you monitor my blood pressure while I'm home? Oh, yeah, we can do that. Why aren't these doctors recommending things? You know, we have to ask questions. We have to ask them. Do your research before you go in. Have your questions so you will know what to ask. I didn't know what really what to ask, but I knew I wasn't going to take the medicine, and I knew that my other doctors um, – did the same thing years ago. So we have to ask questions. We have we can't just let them tell us it's only one way, and that's medication. No, it's other ways. So since I've been on the blood pressure monitor, it has been fluctuating certain times of the day. And most of the time it's mid-morning. When I'm very busy, I've been making some adjustments with my schedule, and we have to do that. If we have to make adjustments to better our health, that's what we have to do. And guess what? It's hard because I've been doing this for 20 years here in in the county that I'm in. 
for 20 years, and I enjoy what I do. It's been it's been a struggle. My son told me today. I mean, no, yesterday. Mom, how are you gonna give me a responsibility and you just you know you still doing? I can do it. I I, I mean, I was trying to help him split his load, and I was you know helping him with his job. But we just we just have to start taking care of ourselves, taking care of our bodies. We're no good to nobody if we don't take care of ourselves. So what I've been doing was I have 15 minutes to go today. I've been trying to get my 30 minutes in a day, uh, a day, 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes in the afternoon, and 10 minutes in the evening. If you can't do the whole 30 minutes, you know, or if you can't do even the 10 minutes, break them up into five. But your heart rate has to go up. It could be over, I think, 100 and 12, or uh, or even if you can get over, over what, 110, you know, but your heart rate should go up in, this, in, in the process, or it's not going to work, because that was my excuse why I haven't been exercising all these years, because I'm running all day long, you know, the, the job that I do, but it's not, my heart rate is not up, I'm just doing a lot of movement, but it's not doing what it's, I mean, um, the purpose of exercising. It, it doesn't have the same effect. So, and I started um, drinking more green tea, more herbal teas, and um, cut out the red meat and cut back on bread. Uh, it's a must that I increase my green leafy vegetables and my fruit. That's a must. That's a must. There's no getting around it anymore. I've been trying to, I've been skating around it for years. The only thing that's saving me in my, um, not being on medication because I do eat a lot of onions and garlic, you know, I've always eaten healthy. But I always ate what I wanted also. I, I eat a lot of sweets. I eat a, um, a lot of bread and a lot of, red meats and my husband makes the best barbecue ever and that's what counter counteracting my good eating habit my whole life is my husband's good cooking but I just have to cut back I just have to say no and just I, I just have to make a whole lifestyle change and my husband don't know it he's getting ready to come on this journey with me we can cut back. We can still have oxtails and fried chicken, but it, it will be in moderation. It, it won't be three times a week anymore, you know, with the oxtails. And, I mean, it, it, we just have to cut back because that's his, his thing, oxtails, at least three times a week. We can't do it anymore. So if you we, uh, we're going on this journey, I pray that you guys, you know, go with us. And cut back on the red meats and the bread, you know. Uh, it, it, it's it, it's not really that hard. It's just making up your mind you want to live. That's all it is. You making up making up your mind you want to live, because if we're getting older, our arteries are getting stiffer, and we have to you know incorporate things that's going to loosen up those arteries and get our our bodies where it needs to be. 
so we can move around and get around like God wants us to, you know, to be um, good stewards over what he has given us, these temples, and take care of it. And that's what we have to do. And if we want to live um, a healthy, a healthier life, you know, we just have to do it. That's our story and our health scares. I hope um, we said something to um, help somebody. You know, we go through things to help others. And I hope this was, um, I pray that this was a, um, help you um, communicate and look out for one another and um, eat right and try to exercise. And that's another thing. We have electric bikes. <laughs> we also have bikes here. And we probably rode with the, the bikes one time. I rode yeah, my it's, order. It's, it's cold right now. I'm going to start. I told you the other night I'm going to start riding my bike. Uh, you got an excuse every time. We'll it's see. cold right now, but it's warming up. We'll see. It was warm the other day. You didn't get on that bike. I was on call. I was working. Oh, you knock it off. You could have went outside for 10 minutes and rode that bike. I can't. Not in the in the job that I do. Oh, anyway, so. whatever. Okay, y'all y'all follow us. We're, um, we're on Instagram. We're getting ready to start posting our, uh, a couple of daily. No, I can't even post. I have to get my, um, the Instagram thing together. I can't even do my prayers or nothing on there anymore. Um, we'll get it together. And we can, y'all y'all can follow us on Instagram, and we'll come back next week. I have one of the youngins to um to get us another Instagram or try to hack our um password and try to put it on another phone because mine is messed up. I don't know what I did with it, but yeah. Because y'all can follow our journey. We're gonna start posting um probably weekly. We probably won't do it every day because of our work schedules. But we'll post, start doing some little posts like we was doing um, when we first got the Instagram. So what's the what's the Instagram? What is it? It's it's um, the dot royal blues. That's the Instagram. Right. The right. dot royal blues. But it might not. They may not give that back to to us again. We probably have to make another one. I have a girl. So, so is Vanessa able to see the website? I believe the so. The Blues. Yeah, you're able to see it too. Yeah, so it's still there. It may be just your phone. No, we can't post. Oh, okay. Post. So That's it's been hacked. So it's been hacked no. by somebody else. No, it wasn't hacked. It wasn't hacked. It's something wrong with my phone. I don't, but I don't. I forgot the password to get for, to Vanessa to go in. To, for it's no sense to me putting it on another phone because I don't know the password. All right, so we can do forgotten password on it and come back to it. Okay, but you guys can start following us um, if you want on Instagram and watch our journey. Be, um, we'll start putting some food tips and stuff that my husband won't eat or won't try. <laughs> yeah, but to, to, tomorrow I'm off and I'll be smoking some, some, some oxtails tomorrow. 
I hadn't had any, you know, smoke oxtails this week, so. No, but you had oxtails this week. They weren't yeah, but smoked, I, hadn't, but you... I didn't have smoked oxtails. No, baby, I'm talking when you have oxtails three times a week, whether they're smoked or not. Oxtail is an oxtail. And that's what I'm saying. We have to cut back. All right, all right. Smoke some neck right. bones, some chicken, uh, chicken neck. I'll smoke some ribs tomorrow, then. The same thing. The pork or beef. They only come pork or beef. So, so I'm I'm not I'm not afraid, huh? You're not going to eat right. No, I'm gonna eat right. Eat better. It's just that I'm not I'm not scared to eat what I want to eat. When I bless my food. Hey, um, knock it off. Yeah. Knock it uh, off. Knock it off. You just you gotta you gotta you gotta bless your food. No, 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 no. Stop stop. Just stop. Stop, stop, stop. You you sound like one of them fat preachers right now. Don't do that. Don't do that. You gonna eat a, eat a whole cow, bless the food and hope to, and, and pray that you don't gain no weight. But you have to all you can do is say. It don't work like that, sweetie. Don't do why, that. Why is that. Why is that type of food so good? Why is it so good? Because you cook it. Think, think about your answer. Because you cook it. You don't even eat pig feet and made the best pig feet I ever had in my whole entire life. Yeah, pig feet bad for you. But I'm, the point is, you ask why why it tastes so good because you cook it. Whatever you put on the grill is gonna taste good. Just choose wisely what you put on there. It don't have to be an oxtail or ribs. I'm gonna buy you some mushrooms. I don't eat mushrooms. I know, but the way, if you cook them the way that you cook the oxtail and the, and the, um, your ribs, it'll taste like a rib or an oxtail. That'd be a negative. That'd be a negative. It will. I'm telling you. That'd be a negative. I don't eat mushrooms. Okay, you say you don't eat mushrooms, but you never had them jerked. You never, you never had a jerk mushroom. I don't so know if anybody jerk. in the world ever had a jerk mushroom. Yeah, they have. Google it. I'm good. Go ahead. Google it. No, you have to try. You have to try new things, sweetie. You have to try new things. You have to. Yeah, well, a, mush, mushrooms won't be one of them. You already ate a mushroom. You don't even know it was a mushroom. You already ate some. And cauliflower. You thought it was something. If I ate a mushroom, it was something in there that overpowered the mushroom that I didn't feel exactly. the texture or the taste of. Exactly, and 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 you ate a buffalo ca- cauliflower. You thought it was a buff- You thought it was a wing. What? <laughs> I guess you can't make uh, uh, cauliflower taste like a wing either, right? 
No, I didn't, I didn't eat a uh, cauliflower. I was thinking it was a wing sweet. Okay. Okay. All right. You say so. Anyway, um, uh, uh, you know, we 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 got to thank God for if you know if, if we're still alive, we got to thank God for His grace and His mercy. We got to thank mm-hmm. God because of His grace that we we can and able or or able to be saved. Uh, through his grace, uh, we got to thank God that he sustains us. We got to thank God that his way is the only way. And if we follow his way, he will reveal to us his word for us to sustain ourselves. We got to thank God for for all that he does. We got to thank God for who he is. We, we got to thank God because he is real. And he has made himself, uh, he has revealed himself to us in many ways. And, and just walking outside and just looking around, I mean, really looking around, none of this could have been without him who created everything that we see. we got to give God the praise that he deserves. We can't hold back the praise because he deserves it and he demands it. He has created our bodies and our minds to worship something. Yeah. And he he puts that in us to worship something. And we have a lot of people that worship everything but God because it's in them to worship something. But when you come to know God and when you believe in his son, Jesus Christ, that he died and rose on the third day mm-hmm. for us to forgive us for our sins where well, we should have been in the place of Jesus taking the whippings, taking the piercings, taking the humiliations. That was the wrath that God intended for us to take, but he put a substitute in our place, which is his son, Jesus Christ, to take all of that for us. When we come to a realization what God has done, we ought to come to the realization that he is real, that he has provided He has provided for us to come back to him, to be friends with him, to be holy with him. Because before that, before you accept the name of Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're enemies for God. I want you to know that. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you are enemies with God. And enemies with God will not last. They will perish. Even though it seems like God is doing nothing, he's just letting your sins mount up. He's letting your sins gather. He's letting your sins multiply. That when he does condemn you, you're going to hell. So if we accept Jesus Christ, his son, in our lives as our personal Savior, He will wipe all of that away, that you can have a relationship with him, that you can read his word and he'll personally talk to you, that -hmm. you can take his word and run with it and multiply the work of the word in your life. God will put people in your life because of the words you read so that you can apply the word to their life. Mm -hmm. Be, be, Be careful 
of what you think you are. Be careful of who you think you are. We are nothing if we don't accept Jesus Christ as our Savior to be something. And when we accept him in our lives, we are something. We are a child of God. A child of God. A child of God. We are back in the adaptation or we are back being adopted by God to be his child. And you know that if your father is powerful, that if your father means anything, your father will take care of you. Mm-hmm. And just like we adopt children in this world, children that had nothing, children that lost everything, children that don't have parents, when you accept a child in your life and adopt them, they inherit what you have. Why do you not want the inheritance of God and what he has? Be careful. Be careful how you step. Be careful how you move. Be careful of what you do and say. If we say we love God and hate our brother and sister, how can we love God? Mm -hmm. So I was studying that this morning in Matthew and Romans about giving our whole self to God and loving God for who he is and also loving our brother and sister because God loves them too. So we have to, if we take on the likeness of God, we have to love others that we see. We have Mm -hmm. to love others and treat them as God would treat them. The rain, rain, it rains on the just and the unjust. In other words, God provides for us that that we think we are just, and God provides for those who are unjust at the same time. Mm -hmm. He He still takes care of sinners to bring them into his adaptation to be the sons and daughters of his. He uses us as ministers, preachers, missionaries, uh, uh, evangelists, and normal people to help other people. We have to keep that in mind. All right? So let's, let's just keep in mind that because God loves us and we thank you that he loves us, we have to also love others also. Okay. So no matter what, what life brings you, either it be health, finances, relationships, whatever God brings you, whatever God puts in your path, just know that God loves you. You have to get through the test. Mm-hmm. to have a testimony. You have to get through it. And, and we do get frustrated, you know, day by day by some things that are brought into our path. But know that it could be a test, but know that it could be God telling you something, but know that you need to help somebody. You ain't got to figure it out. Just do what comes to your heart. Mm-hmm. And know that God is working in your life to make something better for somebody else or better for you. You never know if it's just for you. You never know if it's just for you. But if you do for others that God bring into your life, it could be just for them. 
Don't be selfish in your love. Don't be selfish in what God places in front of you. Do it. Do it. The other day, I was at QT, and I was just parked eating lunch. And I I saw a homeless guy walk past me, go into QT, come out, and go across the street. So I said, yeah, okay. I had a few dollars in my wallet, took the money out of my wallet, and put it on my armrest. And when I got done eating, I went across the street the direction he went. And when I found him, he was drinking a beer. So I'm thinking, not knowing, not knowing if it's true, that he went in the QT and got a beer. But you, you know, you knew he was homeless. And I found him. He was drinking a beer. And I decided not to give him the money. I don't know if I was right or wrong. I don't know. And I immediately thought, well, if I give him the money, he's going to buy another beer. Uh, when I'm thinking that he should buy some food or get a place to stay from the money that I was going to give him. But I didn't give him the money. And I just I just kept it moving when I saw him. I don't know if I was wrong or right. I, to this day, I don't know. And that was just the other day. I don't know. So, um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you can have to say with that, love is not love until you give it away. So, we have to, yeah. we have to, uh, we have to give everybody our love. And love don't always have to have to be, you know, giving somebody something. You can spend time with them. You can pray with them. You can walk down the street with them, go on a walk. I mean, any time. What is time? I tell my kids all the time, you know, what are you, you sleep eight hours, you work eight hours. What are you doing with the other, what, what is that, 12 hours? How many hours? I don't even know what it what it is, but how many hours, however many hours it is, what are you doing with those extra hours? Let's get out of our comfort zone and help some help somebody else other than, you know other than the, your 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 four walls. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with helping. There's nothing wrong with doing for others. We we have to do better. We have to do better by, you know, helping other people. There wouldn't be so many homeless people out if everybody just helped somebody. It's yeah. a lot of us yeah. just doing good, you know. It's a lot of us yeah. doing good. I believe there's more yeah. of us doing good than bad. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I think the government, you know, giving giving eighteen billion dollars to another country eighteen billion dollars to another country. Um eighteen billion dollars to the United States of America would put every homeless person in a house with a job. Eighteen mm. billion dollars. Mm. That's so, a lot of money. 
That's a lot of money. This uh, it's it's about eight o'clock, so we're gonna go ahead and and wrap it up. And you know, I, I just thank God for for His mercy and His grace. I thank God for opening our eyes, not to everything, but to some things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I thank God for for watching over us at night uh, when we don't know anything about what's going on spiritually uh, in the spiritual realm, uh, who's who's over us as we sleep, uh, be it Satan and one of his devils or one of God's angels. We don't know. We don't know. The only thing I do know is that when God wakes me up in the morning and my wife, she gets upset sometimes, I, I put my arm out or my hand out, and I touch her. Sometimes I keep on touching, I, you know, I should. Right, I, I do. right. But I, I, the first thing, so, so, and I told her the other morning, I'm so grateful that God woke me up, you know, that morning or, or in the morning. And the first thing, I, my reaction is to thank God for that. And my second reaction is to, to turn to my wife, who I love, and make sure she's good, even in her sleep. <laughs> and how how do I know she's good? Because her body is still warm. Mm-hmm. And you make sure you find out if it's warm. Yeah, yeah, warm in, in different places. Mm. So, so, and and I I apologize for that, but I don't. It just gives mm-hmm. me a satisfaction of I'm good right now. That I'm all right, and what mm-hmm. I love is all right. And, if, and, you know, if I piss you off, you know, by doing that, I, I apologize, but I don't. You do. You do. You do. I apologize, but I don't. Mm. I, I'm just grateful. You know, I don't want to know as of yet what I would do without you. I don't want to know. Mm. So... I say that to say this. Be grateful um, that God has done what He's what He did, as God is, has done what He's do, as doing what He's doing. Be grateful. Be grateful. Don't take anything for granted. The older you get, the more you realize that it's nothing but God that puts that, that, that lays a layer of grace on your life. And part of that grace is, is, is living. Part of that grace is the people in your life still living. Part of that grace is um, you're still yet alive to to make it better with God, build a better relationship with God. And, and one of the things you can do to start that relationship just, is just by saying thank you. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. So uh, I want to... Before I ask my wife to pray us out, I want to thank Elder Oliver for this platform. I want to thank uh, him and his wife for the things that they do for all of us. Uh, I pray, as I always do, that God will give you a bigger platform, that even more people can can exalt God uh, and the things that he does in their lives. Uh, that God would give you sponsors that would pay for everything and even to help your needs 
in their sponsorship. And Lord, I thank you. So take if you want to pray us out, I would greatly appreciate it. Okay. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for another opportunity, Lord God. I thank you for a reasonable portion of our health, life, health, and strength, Lord God. Continue to strengthen us, Lord God, so we can share you even the more, Lord God. And we just want to say thank you for every listener, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. If they don't know you as their personal Savior, Lord God, I pray that they get to know you, Lord God. I pray that they let you into their hearts, Lord God, and confess with their mouth, Lord God, that you died and you rose on the third day, Lord God. And we just want to say thank you right now, Lord God. And we're going to believe and stand in in agreement with them, Lord God, that you can do all things but fail, Lord God. And we just want to say thank you, Lord God, for not failing on today and and on on our behalf. Lord, I won't even say fail. You allowed us to wake up this morning, Lord God, and allowed us to be that light that you called us to be, Lord God, and continue to just be that light, Lord God, unto our path and a lamp unto our feet, Lord God, as we take these days step by step and day by day, Lord God, as you unfold them in front of us, Lord God. And we just want to say thank you for the listeners again. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. 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 Good night. Good night. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.